Check it out, uh. I'm better, I've been patient, encouraging changes, I'm speaking new language, just the thoughts of a joke, only people who've been round will know, I'm talking about owning some, giving my homie some, teaching their youth how to survive, you owe me nothing, I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan, these are my thoughts as I share them with the land, thoughts of an average show, just the thoughts of an average show, uh-huh. yeah. thoughts of an average show, just the thoughts of an average show, Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe Podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, your favorite Average Joe. And um, I got a, a special episode. It's been about a year in the making now. I've been trying to make this happen. Um, so if y'all remember season one, I said I was going to talk about the naked hustle. And that's what I'm going to do today. Uh, I got a special guest, uh, Destiny Raven. How you doing today? I'm good. How you doing? I'm, listen, it's hot. <laughs> yes, very hot. I'm sweating, but I'm good. I'm definitely uh, happy you could come through. Um, I know we talked about this like last year when I first... About time. Yeah, when I first started my podcast, but I wanted to make sure I had everything right. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm right. here in Orlando, my second home, so it's good to be back here always. So I heard you got a birthday coming up. I do. Uh, I do, I do. Um, it's on Tuesday, so I'm ready to turn up, uh, have lots and lots of liquor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I respect that. I respect that, man. So you're a stripper, right? Yes, I am. Is that all you do, or... Well, right now, that's all I do. So, I was working a nine-to-five, but making $800 every two weeks compared to $2,000 a night. Hell you. It was, uh, but, you you know, I love being in a corporate world. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, everything happening in the world right now, I Mm -hmm. just resulted back to that. And then I um, I also right now do tag. I'm learning to become a streamer. Okay. Um, Somebody who inspired me to do that is uh, Catfish J on tag. Okay. All right, so let's let's touch on that real quick. First of all, let's talk talk to how you got into stripping, mm-hmm. and then how you juggled between strip between stripping and like the corporate world. So it was back in two thousand eleven, and I just started working at HSBC. Okay, um, it's one of the biggest banks in the world. Uh, I was making really really good money, but. I did the number one thing people tell you not to do, which is get used to the overtime money. Mm-hmm. I'm a, like, I work, when I work, I really work. So I was putting in about 120, 130, 40 hours every paycheck. So my paychecks was like $3,500 after tax. Jeez, that's so low. So after they took the overtime away, I was making, you know, my regular salary. And I was like, damn, I feel broke. Uh-huh. So my um, sister-in-law, she was like, you know, she was going through nursing school. Uh-huh. And she was like, well, we should go ahead and go to the strip club and we should, you know, be waitresses because we'll make some money. And I'm like, you know what? It might seem a little lit. You know, I ain't got to dance. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we go to the first um, club, Flash Dancers. And um, now it's called Truth in Tampa. But okay. at that time, it's called Flash Dancer, a little small, you know, hole in the world club. And uh, the manager was like, you're really pretty. You should dance. And I'm like, nah. Mm-mm. Now, mind you, I'm turn up queen. If you ho- book me for a hosting, I'm on the walls <laughs> twerking and everything. But when it came to dancing in the pole, I looked at it like it was so negative. Uh-huh. So I said no. So I'm over here handing out drinks. And he was like, one of the rules to the club is if a customer offers you a drink, you have to take it. So I said, Wait, what? Yeah, Yo, because d- if you're not, you lose money because that's you know, you, you're turning out money for the bar. But ain't that dangerous, though? It is. So they have a safe word called light ice. So if I say light ice, that means make the drink without the liquor. Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. I'm thinking, like, what if they just put some in it? Well, no. Oh, the bar is bar, making it. Like, the okay, bar is okay. making it. Yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha, let's okay, say okay. a customer want to talk to me. He said, hey, you want to take a shot? I can't say no. Yo, that is so. Because then I'm taking away money from the club. That's wild, though. Like, that's real, like. Continue. So if a girl that's ever wild. say, like, ice, you guys. Y'all paying for nothing but juice. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just want y'all to know that. So um, after a couple of drinks, I, I love to drink. One uh-huh. thing I can do, I can drink. 
Um, he was like, you sure you want to get on stage? I said, what? Oh, can I cuss? Yeah, go ahead. I said, fuck it. So I get on stage, and um, I danced for literally three minutes. I made $500, and I said, why in the fuck am I over here handing out drinks? Damn. And then that's how I started dancing. Okay. That's exactly how I started dancing. I mean, y'all make a lot of money, though. Like... That's we wild. do, but it's not. See, that's like the first the facade of it. That's uh-huh. just like you know, people think girls think if they get with an athlete, they got it made. It's not how it is. Uh-huh. You got some nice ones. You probably won't make nothing, or you know what I'm saying? Because depending on how the you know the mood is, I mean, the girls that do make consistent money, they probably been done some extra stuff. They probably been you know really uh-huh. committed to it. I was in between going to the club, getting off at. Five o'clock in the morning, sleeping in my car for three hours, and going to work at, at clocking in at seven forty-five. Because, like I said, I was hustling at, at my job, so uh-huh. I would clock in fifteen minutes early, get that extra fifteen minutes, take a thirty-minute break instead of my hour break, uh-huh. and then I would stay to open the close. So we open at eight, and I'm there to twelve o'clock, and uh-huh. then go to the club. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, that's how I juggled it, and then after a while, I started getting known because at first I didn't even post. That I was dancing Like the only way People knew I danced Is that they happened To stumble into the club And I only danced At predominantly Caucasian clubs Cause I was you know African American So okay. they kinda liked that uh-huh. um, So it was I was really low key For the first year And then when I actually Started to You know People was in my ear Like you should, if you're gonna do it Then you really need to do it and I was like, no, nah, because the guys I talked to at the time, which were mostly athletes and all that, mm-hmm. I hung around them. Mm-hmm. So they they would talk to a girl that dance. They would spend money on her. Bang, we're gonna wife her. So why 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 wouldn't they wife her? Because they it's just like I can't bring that home to my mom. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of dancers, they get caught up in that lifestyle. They get caught up in that fast money. So they don't want to do anything else but dance and find somebody to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And so they attracted to it because they got they, the girls look good, you know, and they make money, so they got their own money. But like at the end of the day, I can't bring that home to my mom. Got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? So unless they really got to know you and really just happen to really fall deep for you, they ain't gonna they gonna you know show you off. But when it comes to wifing and having kids, mm-hmm. nah, you ain't gonna be the person they bring home. Okay. So by me being around these um particular group of people and listen to how they talk i never wanted to say i dance uh-huh. it's all to them all i did was work at the bank gotcha so i was scared then after a while i was like you know what i need to really make money because i'm making like you know eight hundred dollars a thousand dollars but it's girls out here making three to four stacks a night you know really uh-huh. making bank and i and i was paying fourteen dollars for an apartment so i was like i, I was like fuck it so i went ahead and i put myself out there and then that's when i really start to take off okay so how did you like? So when you were working at your nine to five and doing stripping, did 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 the corporate world know you were stripping, or how did you keep that separate? No, they didn't know I was dancing. Okay. Um, some people at my job knew I was dancing because a lot of people at my job they was in a life nightlife as well, as mm-hmm. far as like being promoters or whatever. But like my actual bosses and them, they didn't know. So okay. the, the only way I like, but they would know something was up because I was looking so tired coming into work. And sometimes <laughs> I would come to work with a bag full of fucking ones, counting it at the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of figured something was up, but they uh-huh. didn't know what. So, I mean, like after a while, I just really decided to dance full time. And when I decided to dance full time, when I actually decided, you know, I'm gonna make this, you know, what I want to do, and pop, I got pregnant. Damn! I'm, I actually literally just started taking off and dancing. I'm making three stacks a night now. I'm literally only working two days a week. Okay. Living, traveling. Um, yeah, I see that because I've been. I was looking at Instagram. I was like, she don't. I don't be seeing. I don't be. I don't be seeing her post a whole lot like that no yeah, more. Yeah, I was traveling. Like I was going out of the country. I just had like maybe five trips lined up. I was supposed to go to Germany, um, Dubai. And I was supposed to go to Jamaica, and I was going back and forth to New York and Miami a lot, because mm-hmm. Miami's where that bag at now. Yeah, that, man, that is true. Like, Miami's where that bag at. COVID-19 just made it so where girls in Tampa can actually eat in Tampa. Before that, you had to travel to make your bag, because you wasn't getting a lot of love in the city. So did you go to the Super Bowl? I did go to the Super Bowl, and I actually attended the QC um, Super Bowl event, and that was... The worst experience in my whole entire life. Yes, I heard a lot of rumors about that. Like, what happened exactly with it? So, at first, I didn't even get hired on Mm -hmm. when they did the auditions. And then somebody was like, well, you can go up there right now the day of and pay your money. They're going to let girls dance. So, they went above and beyond the number amount of girls they was initially supposed to have on, which was a no-no. Because at some point, they just started letting girls come in. Mm -hmm. 
So we get there. We're literally there for about a little over 24 hours. It's too many girls. People are hungry and people are getting upset. People are walking, like the actual clients and people who booked to come in there to like, you know, tables and all that. They're mm-hmm. walking in and girls are still sitting down with their bags, not even dressed. Mm-hmm. While the venue and party is going on. Mm-hmm. And so then when it came to the money part, okay, we couldn't touch any money, right? They didn't have enough security. It was guys. Guys made more money than I did that in that event. Because they was taking money and putting it in their pockets and stuff. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And not everybody threw money. A lot of people, I don't know how it was in Atlanta, but the one in Miami, I felt like a lot of people came to watch. But not they to spend. Not to spend. Okay. So Cardi actually out threw the niggas there. Yeah, I heard honest. about that. She she actually, she threw 20000 and she looked around and she's like, oh, y'all ain't gonna throw no money? Y'all ain't gonna throw no money? Cause I just do twenty by myself, not offset, but me by myself. And uh-huh. she, she did. Uh-huh. And next to Cardi B was a table of guys who were known in Miami. So they wasn't rappers or anybody elite, but they were known in Miami to have a lot of money. Uh-huh. And when she said that, then they finally got some ones. And then little baby and all them came. Then they start throwing ones. And of course the um boxer, what's his name, Jared, from. He got in trouble like a couple of months ago for um, jacking up his baby mom. At the, I, know, I, know, I know what you're yeah, talking about. He was there as well. He made it rain. He made it rain. But that was basically really it. And a couple of other guys, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, Rich was there. A lot of people don't know who Rich is. But if you know um, Nessa from Instagram, they were like a power couple. She owns a boutique. She's really, really big on Instagram. She's okay. like part. She used to go meet meals. Okay. Um, but it was a lot of people there just watching. And a lot of girls stealing money. A lot of, you know what I'm saying? Um, a girl actually got kicked out in drag by security and wow. threw her out. Like, you know how you playing with your, your kids and, you know, you got one by the leg and one by the feet. Y'all swinging them. Uh-huh. They literally swung her ass out. Yo, what the, yo, that's wild. Bags and all. Like, you would think that, you know, her man just came home and saw her cheating and he uh-huh. just kicked their ass out with her bags. Like, it was bad. Girls fighting. And then how it was supposed to be a million-dollar bowl when 500000 go missing? How, how does 500000 go missing? That's a good question. Like five hundred thousand, how does that go missing? <laughs> to the point where we're sitting there, we're recording everything, we're demanding things. Q, um, the CEO of QC, which is you know Cardi B, Offset, Little Baby, and all of mm-hmm. their label, he actually had to go and bring in another twenty, no, two hundred fifty thousand, just to, just so we can all leave with at least what I think twelve hundred. Right, we left with twelve hundred. So we were there for twelve hundred. Yeah, we was there for uh, more than twenty four hours, and we only left with twelve hundred dollars. But you, you, and we spent when we spent like four hundred dollars to work. So you spent. So you only made a profit eight hundred. Correct. But yeah, keep in mind we got got outfits. A lot Uh of girls bought outfits, and them outfits at that venue was higher than any you know usual because you know what I'm saying. And girls didn't care because they like okay two hundred for outfits. So what? I'm gonna make it right back. We're thinking we gonna leave that with at least three three to four racks. Uh And that did not happen. Damn, that's a ripoff. Like, that's like... So you're only making maybe, like, what? Spend how many outfits you get? A $400 profit, pretty much? $400 that you actually get to keep? Yep. Hair, makeup, food, liquor. We had to buy our own food, our own liquor. And a drink was, like, $30. No lie. A drink was $30. So was that, like, the first Super Bowl? Or was that something that happens, like, every year? Um, This was their second annual Super Bowl. The first one was actually held in Atlanta. Okay. And they're supposed to be doing it again this year, but she said she's going to only pick a certain amount. That Cardi Cardi B stated that she is going to oversee it going okay. forward. Okay. And she's going to structure it to make sure everybody eats. Okay. And the fucked up thing about it is that, no diss to Cardi because I love Cardi or whatever, but she had her homegirls dancing in her section, and they were able to keep everything that they made. Got you. So and they like actually left. Yeah, them, they had like a whole garbage bag full of money, and they left. Uh. <laughs> and you know another girl, she actually tried to steal money. So they had like this um, custom-made QC pillowcases, mm-hmm. and you know it's like the ones where you can take a pillow out, and, you know, exchange it or whatever. The girl had like a three of them stuffed with money, making it like it was a pillow. She was gonna like you know get the twelve hundred and then leave with the pillowcases. Somehow somebody found out they snitched on her. She was fighting them. Right first we like, why are y'all jumping on this girl security? And then they opened her bag. Money flew everywhere. Damn. To the point where they had to stop the girls from jumping on her uh-huh. for stealing the money. Okay. So it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of tension. A lot of tension, and a lot of some girls in there looked like it was pregnant, like they shouldn't even been there. Now the stripper lifestyle, right? Is there like so? 
when when you're when you're in the locker room is it a lot of tension or is it more like a family or how does that work it depends on which which club you go to it depends on how long you've been there to be honest with you for example um, when I was working at Empress, it was kind of like a family because I've been there for a long time. Everybody knew me. Mm-hmm. Even the new girls knew me. You know what I'm saying? I'm really bubbly and I'm really friendly. Um, but, like, when I go to Miami, it's kind of standoffish. They still show love because I ain't going to lie. One, last time I went to Miami and I danced at the office, I got fucked up. And it's ran by a lot of Haitians down there. They don't play that shit. they like, you come here, you come here to make money. Mm-hmm. The girls don't know me from a can of paint, but they still look out for me. They make sure I have water and all other stuff. So it just all depends on your vibe. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in Atlanta, it's more cutthroat. Them girls up there don't play. They don't like girls my town. They don't play that. <laughs> they don't want you coming, coming in, eating off of them. They do not play it. You know what I'm saying? Unless mm-hmm. you just well known, they ain't fucking with you. Okay. So you really got to be on your p's and q's when you in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I guess it just all depends on you know how you in the club or where. Unless you like you know, it's always easier if someone book you to come versus you just going. Okay. Or, you know, so whenever I travel outside and I've never been to a club, I always travel with somebody, another dancer. Okay. When you got pregnant, did you think you was going to go back to strip or you think that was going to be the end of it or? At first I was like, I'm going back to dancing. But then when you have your, a child, it's like, nah, I don't want to go back to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I want to spend more time with my son. But I knew in order for me to provide for him the way I wanted to and being a single mom, I had to go back there because I had a record. You know what I'm saying? That I'm still getting mm-hmm. expunged. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't go back to the corporate job making, you know, $18, $19 an hour. I was stuck at making, you know, $11 job, I mean, mm-hmm. $11 an hour jobs. Mm-hmm. And that's only six, $700 after taxes. That's not a, a lot. Yeah, that's not, trust that's me. not nothing. That's not a lot. When you're trying to take care of a newborn by yourself and you're mm-hmm. trying to get back on your feet. Because when I when I had my son, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. The, I know I had a little bit of money saved up or whatever, but I didn't have any, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't work a regular nine to five or anything like that. So I had to kind of go back to dancing in order to provide for him the way that I wanted to. Okay. But this time around, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a time limit. I'm going to hustle for real, for real. And I'm going to make the money I need to make, invest it. Because before I wasn't investing my money. Uh-huh. It comes so fast. You spend it so fast. Uh-huh. I was like, they sound bougie, but I was really bougie back then. Like, I got my <laughs> hair done every three days, and I made her come to me, to my you know place to get my hair done. I got my nails done, made them come to me. Because uh-huh. I didn't want to go sit in nobody's salon. And uh-huh. I wanted to feel like I was, like, you know, important. Like, I was that bitch. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I had them come to my house to do my hair. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not sitting in nobody's salon. And again, I always was traveling and stuff like that. So I would make it three thousand, spend it that same day, and make it right back. Okay. So, um, was great to ask you. Um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, are you worried that your son will find out that you strip one day, or no, or how does that work? He might find out. I mean, everybody have a life before they have kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So if he find out, I'm, I'm gonna tell him like. One thing about my son is that I'm going to be real with him. I'm mm-hmm. going to say because the world is going to eat him up. Outside of him being a male, he's an African-American mm-hmm. male. So I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. I ain't going to be like my parents and they sugarcoat stuff for me to make everything seem like it's, you know, candy and rainbows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him the real. I hope and pray that my son is an honest man to the point where he realized a lot of the shit that I've been through with men, he ain't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can kick it and be a man. If you know not to get off track, but you know what I mean. I'll tell you. So, whatever he wants to know, I'm going to tell him. And okay. I'm going to be real with him and be blunt. I ain't going to sugarcoat nothing with him. So, when you started stripping, how, how did your family take it? My mom was always supportive. My mom been supportive of everything I, I've done. Um, my dad, I told him I was bartending. And then one day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him I was bartending. That's how I was bartending. Because I, I used to always come home with the ones. Mm-hmm. And then one day, he was like, um... I think I brought home like $200. He was like, that's all you made. You over here shaking your ass. That's all you made. I said, what are you talking about, daddy? <laughs> he said, oh, you think I didn't know? He said, oh, you think I was born yesterday? He said, I know you dance. He said, no one ain't coming up bartending. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you better go out there and pick that money. Mm-hmm. So he became very supportive. Not only that, I was grown. So what can he really say? You know what I'm saying? And my dad always, his thing was, I just want you to be happy and I want you to be safe. Mm-hmm. And I think when my father, he knew how he raised me. And I guess for me to have been in that, been in the game that long and not, you know, done drugs or anything like that, he felt more comfortable. Like, oh, okay, 
Okay. I can, you know what I'm saying? I can trust that she's not going to go off the deep end. Okay, okay. Any thoughts of an average show podcast listeners? Do you have any follow-up questions on today's episode? Do you want to talk to me or other listeners about this episode? Well, come to Tap Tapes, the easiest way to discover and talk to podcasters. You can use your voice to record replies over my episodes. You can find nuggets of gold within podcasts and turn them into highlights to share with your friends. And you can discover new podcasts quickly with a feed that is made of short-form podcast highlights. It's everything you would expect from a podcast player and then some. That's Tap Tapes. Tap Tapes. In one word, download the download the app on the App Store or Google Play and follow my username, Thoughts of an Average Show Podcast, or your favorite average show, or follow your favorite pa- podcast and let's talk there. I want to hear your voice. Once again, that's tap, tapes, tap, tapes, all one word. See you there. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Reach out to The Average Joe Media, a podcast traveling company. They bring their top-of-the-line equipment to you, record your episode, and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days. Monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices. All you have to do is talk and they will do the rest. Express yourself, speak your mind, and relax. Let us do the work for you. Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today. All right, y'all. On today's episode, I have a Creative Corner segment um, by Jay Blade. It's going to be called Ghetto Love. Um, I don't even know how I came across this song, but it actually is actually pretty good, man. So um, once again, man, check it out. Let me know what you think. If you want to get on, um, admin at averagejt.com, submit, and I'll go ahead and play it. All right, y'all. Let me know what you think. Pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me I pull up, anticipated Good love, don't keep me waiting I got plans to put my hand in places I've never seen, girl, you know what I mean Same each and every year Baby girl, I got that 
toast, kid Omar's drip. Let's take a ride through my city and smoke that Cali shit. Bay, don't stress about them hoes, you my only chick. So that is going to be uh, Ghetto Love by Lil Bobby, I believe, or Jay Blade. It's one of them two. Um, the description is going to be below. Um, probably, I'm try to put their Apple Music and SoundCloud in there. Um, so like I said, if you want to submit, just let me know, man. I'm in at Average JTPC. Now let's get into the episode. Um, um, damn. I was going to ask you something. I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> oh, um, so... Being in that stripper lifestyle, right? Is there a certain a guy that... So are you in a relationship? Yes, I am. Okay, all right. So, would you be in a relationship, right? Is it important for him to be secure in what you do? Because I know, like, for me, example, I probably couldn't date a stripper. Ain't nothing against y'all. Yeah. I just... I'm When it comes to that realm, I'm a little insecure. I'm not even going to lie to you. So, therefore, I appreciate what y'all do. But I couldn't necessarily date a stripper because I'm a little insecure in that in that aspect. So it all depends on who you date. Mm-hmm. Um, my current relationship, he supports it. First, he wasn't comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants? You know what I'm saying? Not understood mm-hmm. it. Um, for a while, it took me a while to understand. You know, that aspect of being a dancer because it's like I gotta make money. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, and but so what I do. With my current relationship is, if I'm in a club, he already know. Then it's a little different because you know I'm at the club. If I do like private parties or anything like that, I always take a family member or a close friend of mine that okay. he trusts, you know, that I trust to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm good and I'm safe. And I always give him the location where I'm at, let him know when I'm coming. My phone's always on me, so if he needs to call, you know, anything like that. But he, at first, again, he wasn't really comfortable with it. And the, actually, the first time he came down to visit me, the first day he saw me, I took him to a party with me. And I went okay. And um He was cool with it at first and then after a while he was like, Alright. So like now we at we need a space where it's like, okay, I support what you do, I know why, why you gotta do it, you know, make your money. It'd be times when he'd be like, you know, make your money, think about me. You know what I'm saying? When you come, <laughs> make sure you make this money, think about me and bring it home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's how like that's how he thinks about it now, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, he got his things and you know it's a take and give situation so how long did it take for him to get comfortable with it not very long um i guess like he just had to come to terms like you mm-hmm. know like i said i do everything i can to make him feel secure that you know nothing's mm-hmm. you no know, going on and i guess with him seeing me how i work he was like okay if this is all you do then i'm cool you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying you're not doing nothing extra and that was at, like a private event um so like i said what i like and he's always welcome to come but he prefers not to be around when I'm dancing because, of course, we want to see, mm-hmm. you know, your girl. That's probably my dancing. main thing. It's just like, I don't want to say I get, like, overprotective, but it's just like, I know me. So, I just see these niggas, like, really lusting over my girl. And I'm just sitting there going, like, my inner my, my inner instinct is like, yo, back the fuck up. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's back the fuck up. Chill a little bit. But like I, but like I said, you got a job to do. Like you know what I'm saying, I'm not gonna sit there and hold you from your money. I just know me, I probably couldn't do it. So I, I commend you, man, because Lord knows that's that's a lot. I think that's what it is too. Like you just basically said everything that he would say. Like my my boyfriend, he came from nothing. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. really got out the mud. You know what I'm saying? I can like, you hear rappers saying it. I've really heard people say it, but their definition I come out of the mud may be different than what it really is. He mm-hmm. actually came from Nothing. Okay. Nothing. I mean, homeless nights, everything. So now he's really up there. You know, he got money. So the way he sees it is, you gotta make this money. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So he looks at it as, I'm never gonna stop you from making your money because 
we need a roof over our head. We need this. You got, you got something to take care of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he also know that I have an end goal. He know, like, I'm not going to be dancing for the next five or six years. Because, you know, you got girls out there who are 45 still dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and he know that's not going to happen. You know, uh-huh. he want him a boss, a boss bitch. And he know that my goal is to have my own business and, you know, do charity and stuff like that. So he knows that it's an end goal to this and it's not something that I'm doing. Now, if I was, like, 21 just starting... I don't think he would have been with it because he know okay. that, you know, it would have been something that I, I would have been in long term. Mm-hmm. But he already know that it's, n- no, not forever. And so, I'm, I'm nearing my end with it. Okay. So your past relationship, they didn't support it? Is that why uh, your, your past Ooh, yes. relationship so didn't work my, out? My previous, which was my ex-husband, he actually Wait, wait, met ex-husband? Me yes. You were married? I was married. Wait, what? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yes, what? I was married. I actually um met my ex-husband well, my son turned three months and we were together up until like my a little bit when my son turned one like two months after that then we separated why'd y'all separate if you don't mind me asking if you don't, if you don't want to talk about school. um dancing gotcha. like he met me as a dancer but hold up though so let me, let me get this right so that's just like i was just talking about this with my friend like one of my like me and my friend were both saying something like i feel like if you meet a girl being sexy you can't sit there and then be like, now that I got you, I don't want you to be sexy. So it's like the same thing. Like, if I met you being a dancer, I can't sit there and be like, oh, now that we married, you got to stop dancing because that's how I met you. That's how I know you got your money. So that's kind of like hypocritical. Yeah. So I didn't mind. See, the thing was, I didn't mind to stop dancing. Our problem was he wasn't bringing in no money. And I was only, I was still working, uh-huh. but I was only bringing home $700 every two weeks. Uh-huh. And so I felt like I was taking care, taking care of two kids and not one. Uh-huh. And, you know, he had a good job at Publix, but he would lie and say he was at work, but he really wasn't at work. And his mama didn't like me, so she made it known that he wasn't working. <laughs> you know, kind of scared me off. And with the whole dancing thing, he's just like, my ex-husband had a lot of access to the, the clubs or whatever. Uh-huh. So he had, I gave him actual, like, cards to come in for free. Uh-huh. So he was welcome to pop in at any time he wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Or come in or, you know, he had the car, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times he would pick me up from the club. But he just couldn't deal with me leaving. He was like, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like to the point where he would drink heavily every time I left to go to the club. He's like, I feel like you're abandoning me to go party and turn up. Like he would literally drink uh, three bottles of Hennessy. So when I got back from work and he was in one of those moods, I would be a punching bag. Mm-hmm. So after a while, I had to like... Get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's oh, that's wild. That's fucking wild. Um, so when you got divorced, like, so how long did it take for you to be ready to get into another relationship, or was you just like strictly focused on your bag for a while? So after the divorce, I mean, with the separation, because it took divorce even with us not having anything tied or nothing like that it took a very long time it just was like finalized a month ago okay um but yeah for a while i was just concentrating on my bag and then i got another really good job or whatever i was back dancing and i was concentrating on the bag so i wasn't i was like flirting a little bit but i felt i felt married is married so mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't right for me to be with somebody or talk to somebody, and I'm a married woman, even te- if I'm te- not yeah, with him. Technically, I yeah, got you. even if we're not together. Mm-hmm. And then for a little bit, me and my husband was kind of toggling back and forth whether we're gonna get back together or not. And I think I really wanted to be back back with my husband because, despite him being not such a good husband all the time, he was a great father figure. Mm-hmm. And my son didn't have a father at the time. Well, he had one, but my child's father, I don't. I think he didn't want to be around because he saw another man taking care of his kid. But, um, so that's, I think that's the only reason I really kind of wanted to go back to that because mm-hmm. my son had a stable situation. Because mm-hmm. my, one thing my, my husband never, my ex-husband never did was hit me in front of my son. Never. My son never witnessed anything. He would, you would have thought everything was perfect from his eyes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the reason why I toggled with it a little bit. But then the disrespect, the cheating and all that stuff. And I was just like, nah, I made the best decision for me. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I left him, I got off probation. I was on probation when I met him. Okay. So as soon as I got off, I was able to hustle how, how I usually and how I know to hustle. Mm-hmm. And I was, I got off probation just like that. Okay. And I got another car and I got this and I got, you know, I was back on my feet. Mm-hmm. So it was really him holding me back. And I couldn't sit here 
And I needed a man, not a child. I couldn't sit here and take care of you and my son. Uh-huh. I feel you, know you on saying? that. Marriage is supposed so, to be like a team, not a just team. not just a, a one-sided situation. I feel you 100% on that. That's wild. Like, I never, like, so I've seen her stories about that, but never to where, like, the man just ain't really working like that. Like, that's wild. Why do you feel like his mom didn't like you? I was a dancer. She gotcha. was a pastor. Ooh. So, Ooh. well... I guess I want to be pastor because from my understanding, you can't be a woman, be a pastor. <laughs> but uh, and then not only that, I'm like, how can you be a pastor, but you're allowing him to drink and do things that he wasn't supposed to be doing? And that's another story. But anyways, um, yeah, but she didn't like the fact that I danced. So she, she never met even before she met me. She heard that I danced. And then I was significantly older than my um, ex-husband as well. So she didn't like that neither. But kind of find out he always dated older women. Uh-huh. So I think it was just the fact that I danced. Even though I had a, a regular job, she just couldn't get past the fact that I danced. And I, I was always hurt by that because I'm a really good person. Uh-huh. I'm like, despite me dancing, I'm still Ashley. I'm still who I am. And uh-huh. Ashley's my real name. I'm still who I am. You know what I'm saying? And I was really good to her son. And I'm a really good mom. And I still have a nine to five. And I'm taking care of all the bills. Uh-huh. So, and not only that, if you're a pastor and you're in the church, you're not supposed to judge me. Thank so you, yo. You a lot of Christians are judgmental. I don't know why. Like, I I was raised up in the church. And I'm just sitting there going, like, yo, like, why are y'all so, like, the Bible don't talk about being judgmental. So, like, I feel like you can't sit there and be like, oh, I love God. I love this. I love that. But then you can't accept somebody who dances. Like, that's to me, to me, that's insane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if they treating your child the way they need to be treated then you just let's roll with it like it shouldn't be to where like oh i'm gonna make go out my way to make sure that i don't like you but i'm basically holding your son down i'm doing what he should have did that's from the outside looking and that's how i look at it yeah. like, and it was like his mom i'm not saying his mom i mean his aunt mom because his real you. mom loved me okay his aunt raised him though got you got and you, got you know you. we lived at a time we didn't have a lot of privacy because like literally the whole block his family lived on the whole block. So we lived right here. His aunt, mom, lived right across the street, like directly across the street. Uh-huh. So for him, it was like he never he never grow up because the whole uh-huh. family there. And then your yeah. real mom lived around the corner. Uh-huh. So it was just like, it was crazy. But his real mom, his mom, his real mom actually came to the strip club to see me dance and everything. Okay. His real mom, his sister, and my mom. But um, his aunt and a couple of, you know, then when I got married, his a lot of his family who did love me didn't like, didn't like me after we got married. Because y'all got married? Yes. That makes so that don't make no sense though. Like how can you how can you they, sit there and like somebody and then as soon as you get married, just like the, the it switches and you don't like me no more. So it was a divide in between the family, like the family who was supportive and loved me and the family who was like, nah, we ain't with this. Okay. So Not let's transition into this, right? So going from that experience to the boyfriend you got now and him being supportive, like how much of a difference has that made? It's a big difference, a very big difference. Um, it takes a lot of work and a lot of communication, a lot of under, not just uh-huh. communication, but understanding. Like he just actually approved me to do OnlyFans, <laughs> and he was not at first. He was just like, "Hell nah, you're uh-huh. not doing it." Ah, da, 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 da. And then I kind of had to like, you know, be like, "Hey, it's the money though." You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I said, you know, the thing with the OnlyFans though is that he's gonna approve of everything that I post okay. before I post it, okay, and I'm okay. not gonna be doing nothing. You know, while like some of the other people, because people think OnlyFans, they automatically think negative, like I did at first, which mm-hmm. is why I never wanted to make one at first, mm-hmm. um, because all I see was all in the negative and nasty stuff, and I'm like, I don't want to be looked at like that. But now you got people making OnlyFans to teach people how to do yeah, streaming man, and like... podcasting and all that. So OnlyFans is what you make it, correct? And you know, so we we we're, what we're gonna do is give it a 30 day run, uh-huh. to see how it works, and if it actually brings in some income, then we'll continue to do it. You know, make some money or whatever. I ain't gonna do it for too long, but um, yeah. So he's gonna oversee it, and he's gonna, you know. I respect that. I like that yeah. communication. I I see personally, me, I would date a stripper before I date an OnlyFans girl, depending on what, <laughs> just depending on what Why? she do, just depending on what she do. So like, if she out here fucking or whatever, I just me personally, I can't get down with that. I can't get down with that. Like, even if she wanted me to do it, I I just can't. I just. I just can't. I know people that do it, and they make bank. And I'm like, yo, that's y'all lane. I got it. But 
if I'm like, let's say I'm dating a girl, she got OnlyFans and she just out here like showing her titties. That's her bag. I get it. Me, I, I, I just can't get with Hold it. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. I got to understand this, right? Mm-hmm. So you would date a stripper mm-hmm. who actually physically get naked and guys touch on her sometimes yeah, in I know the it's club. Weird. Right, and some of these girls actually have sex in the back of the room, right? Mm-hmm. Versus someone who's in the comfort of her own home, not being touched on, only being looked at. How? I don't make make this make sense for me. Okay, all right. So let me break this down, right? <laughs> let's, 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 let me break this break down. Break this down. With me, I would rather. Well, see, personally, like if if I'm dating if I'm dating a stripper, mm-hmm. like we got to come to an understanding, like. You can't be fucking nobody. That's just me. If not, then we we can't be together. So let's say that's established, right? Okay. I would rather her dance on somebody and her being touched by somebody, like just if they want to grab brows whoever, than supposed to somebody masturbating to her. Does that make sense? I know okay. it, it probably doesn't make sense, but to me that makes sense. Like I rather just I rather them like okay, they're paying you doing this and all this than them actually masturbating. Jerking off to you Like me I I'm, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I know I mean, couple, When you break it down Like that Okay I know couples That do it And they make Money Money yeah. Like one of my um Best friend's cousin Does it And she makes Bank I ain't know I, that I know They OnlyFans OnlyFans have changed People lives, lives. <laughs> for yeah, real, I, for I real. know one girl Who got a fucking Benz paid for mm-hmm. The newer one And a brand new house Paid for cash mm-hmm. It just depends on what Cause see One thing I know Is it just depends on What you do So there's some girls Like you know You just pay a fat a flat fee They show you everything it's, And then the other Jones Is basically like You know Almost like Stripping almost I ain't Like really, teasing Yeah like So you You're paying for the subscription and then you may get little videos here and there, but then you got to pay for the, like, the exclusive stuff. So then it's just like money on top of money, money. on top of money on top of money. <sighs> I don't know. I just, me personally, I couldn't. I, I couldn't Wait, do so it. Wait, so you don't think that guys don't masturbate off? Because, you know, when we dance, right? Mm-hmm. Guys do take videos of us drinking ass and shit like that. So you, you don't think it's possible it's that different. they could? It is? And to me, it's different. Like... It, it's, it's one thing stripping It's another thing When You know for a fact You're in the comfort of your own home And you And you seen that and, and you pay for that subscription Monthly And then you pay And then You get And then you get A, a, a specific video And was like Watch me Play with my pussy And you pay Whatever amount for that Let's just say it's $50 Cause they be wallet out there $50 And then You know for a fact You got your lotion Right next to you What's going down <laughs> It's going down Like it's a fact Like it's go. It is no Other way about it It's going to happen It's going down It's going down Dirty finger game It's dirty going finger. down <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag dirty finger game y'all Hashtag that You know what I'm saying So it's, it's go. That's why I would just rather If I if I had to pick and choose I'd rather date a, a stripper Before I date OnlyFans girl See look Now you you probably fucking shit up now. I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, like I said, it just depends on what you. It really depends on what you uh, on what you post. Like I know there's a girl out there that makes tons of money off of feet. Wild. There's another girl in there that just cooks naked and makes money. It's a lot of shit you can do. It's a lot of shit. There's some people out there that do naked yoga or lingerie yoga, make it bank. Like you said, it's all about what you make it. I ain't, I ain't mad. I support the hustle. Just can't date it though. Yeah, <laughs> I can't date it, but I will support it. I just can't date it. I just oh, so can't. do you, do you subscribe to OnlyFans? Yeah, I got a few. Ooh. That's why. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's, why that's why I can't date one because I know. Because <laughs> I know I can't do it. I'm like, nah. See, I. It's gonna sound real messed up. It is. But how I look at it is like me and my best friend have a saying, right? Whenever he goes to the weed man. He calls it supporting black business. So when I subscribe, when I have, I guess let me be like two or three I subscribe to that I faithfully subscribe to. I, I call it supporting black business. That's the way I look at it. Okay, so how how uh, Ti and Tiny was doing like two weeks ago in the strip club when they was out in the strip club supporting black business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Supporting black business, exactly. I, it, that's what it is. Supporting black business. Now there is some like I'm not gonna hold you. So like I don't really like. There was one I subscribed to and it was like twenty dollars. To me, that's a lot. Maybe not to you, but to me, I'm like, I ain't trying to pay all that monthly. And then 
you just post boomerangs. I'm like, nah, this ain't. Oh, they'll get you. Oh, they will get you. They will get you. Like you think that you about to, ooh, he has about to go to hell. And then you you get in there and it's like, what the fuck? Exactly. (laughs) I was like, you can fool me once, but you can't fool me twice. I agree with you, man. Um, so let's let's talk about this, right? So you said you're near the end of your stripping career. So like you said you want to start a business. So it's the stripping is the stripping basically setting you up for the for the next chapter of your life? It definitely is. It's okay. gonna um help set up my business, my savings, uh, my new house, because you know, I said in seventeen months I'm getting this house and I'm getting this business. Okay, manifesting. Uh shit. yeah, I'm manifesting everything. Uh, he said my, my boyfriend said I'm bougie. You know, I like nice stuff. So But I, I feel like most women in that profession do though. Yeah. And not only that, but one of my biggest goals, I, and I always, when I got pregnant, not this time, but I was pregnant, I was younger, younger, not, not miscarried, but I always wanted to do something for teen moms. Uh-huh. So I want to, I can't start every charity myself. So it's going to be some charities that I'm going to give money to. So I want to be able to have enough money. I don't need to be rich, but I just want to be, you know, comfortable to where I can travel. You know, I have my two to three businesses. You know, my son' education is very well taken care of, uh-huh. and I can give back to the community. Uh-huh. Um, giving back to the community is something that I really, really want to do. Okay. So that's my my big goal. I want to okay. be like a Princess Diana. All right. Yeah. I fucks with that. I fucks wow. with that. I fucks with that, man. Um, so you plan on having? So I'm gonna break this down. So once you get. Into like once you get into the next chapter of life, you plan on having more kids. Yes. Okay. I definitely do. I don't need a nanny, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I feel you. I ain't got no kids, and I don't know how y'all single moms do it. I can't even imagine. Like, mm, I want kids. Don't get me wrong, but I ain't. The way I look at it is, I feel like I'm not financially ready to have a kid and to be able to really take care of it how I want to. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of money. There are a lot of money. And not only that, when you have kids, you never know what you're going to get. Uh-huh. And when I say that, it's health issues, learning disabilities. If you need to pay for a tutor, if you got to pay for therapy, if you got to, you know what I'm saying? So every kid don't come out perfect. Every uh-huh. kid don't come out, you know, healthy. Uh-huh. And what if you have a kid and you thought you was ready, but now you got thirty to $40,000 a month worth of doctor bills because they had, you know, some uh-huh. kind of illness you didn't know uh-huh. anything about. Because, you know, when you, genetics, when you get with somebody, uh-huh. shit happens. Yep. So, yeah, you really have to be ready for that. Not just financially, but mentally, because it can be draining. It was like, for me, it was like, even now, it's still hard. Because when I had my son, I was almost 30, a year before I turned 30. So, I had him when I was just about to turn 29. That's 29 years of me just thinking about me. Uh-huh. So, I always wanted to be a mom, but I honestly thought I was never going to be a mom. And when my, my brother had my niece, that was my child. So I felt whole and complete without uh-huh. me having mine. So at this point in time, I'm like, okay, I'll be 30. I'm not having no kids. I'm okay with that. I have my whole niece. I'm like over here planning her whole future. <laughs> like when I say that, my niece was my child. She was my child. She called me mommy. Okay. That was my child. Um, so I wasn't, my son wasn't planned or anything like that. It was, and my friends were surprised because I actually waited and not wanted to have any kids because I wanted to have by the right person. And uh-huh. who am I? No. But, um... Yeah, I'm still learning to be a mom. I'm still adjusting to having to go around someone else's schedule. Because when you have a child, it's no longer about you. It's not about what you want to do. It's now goes on their schedule and what uh-huh. they got to do. And, uh-huh. you know, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot. But I love being a mom. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Okay. Well, this, this was a fun episode. I definitely appreciate you getting on. I think it served its purpose. I wanted to, I feel like sometimes there's a, a negative stereotype when it comes to strippers. And just people in that profession as a whole, but I feel like y'all people are just like we people. You know what I'm saying? We are. We, we're just like anybody else. I mean, don't get me wrong. You do have them bad apples. You know what I'm saying? That's, but mm-hmm. that's with anything. Just like with politics, with football, with anything. You have them. Like even in corporate world, you have, you know, bosses and all that who are just bad people. So mm-hmm. you do have some people, some girls who are just out there lost. So I would never, like my little sister, she wanted to dance and I told her, hell no. 
<laughs> I said, I'm doing it so you never have to do it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it may look glamorous on the outside. And it might look all sprinkly and shit. Mm-hmm. But nah, you not doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you might not handle it how I handle it. Mm-hmm. And she in Baltimore where things up there is a little oh, bit yeah. more. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I'm from the north. Through. Yeah. It's uh-huh. cut through. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nah, I ain't trying to get no call that you got, you know, knocked off or, mm-hmm. you know, you in jail or somebody, you know, cut a razor to your face. So, you know, you on drugs. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit is easy to get when you in that. That mm-hmm. kind of field, and then you have niggas or guys—not to say that in word—but you got people or men who throw money at you. Hey, I'll give you two thousand dollars right now to leave with me. You know, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, or I'll go get your boobs done. So it's so easy to get sucked into that world if you don't have your head on straight. Mm-hmm. So I told her no, like no. My daughter, if I have one, but God bless me once, I will knock her off this earth before she <laughs> get on the pole. I don't want to hear, oh, my mom. No, I don't care what mommy did. Mommy did it so you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. So, no. Okay. But, yeah, I would never encourage anyone to do it when girls ask me. Because girls who ask me, like, you know, can you teach me? No, I'm not going to do it. If you do it, you're doing your own because I, I don't want to be responsible for mm-hmm. Anything that happens, you know what I'm saying? Because you're a grown woman. So once you get into it and you venture off into your own thing, I still might feel, you know, guilty. Mm-hmm. I put you on. Now, if you're already in the game and you want to make money with me, cool. I'm all about my, making my money. But I would never encourage anyone to be a dancer. Got you. Okay, okay. Um, you want to plug in your social media? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so you guys can follow me on Instagram at I am Destiny Raven. Uh, Twitter, I am Destiny Raven. And if you do get on tag, my streaming site, Destiny Raven as well. So everything's Destiny Raven. I, okay. I keep it pretty simple. All right. Yeah, because I was trying, I was like, let me hit her up. And I forgot. Well, I knew what your name was. But I was like, is it Destiny Raven or I am Destiny Raven? And eventually I was able to, I was like, yeah. yeah, I was able to find you. I know I changed it a couple of times. I think it was Miss Lollipop, like, back in the days when I was applying them. Then I changed it to Destiny mm-hmm. Raven. But, yeah, it's Destiny Raven. Okay. All right, y'all. Um, We're going to wrap this up. You already know where y'all can follow me, man. Um, Instagram, AverageJTPC. That's the podcast Instagram. Uh, my regular Instagram, at the original Playmaker. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, like. On Apple Podcasts, uh, check out the website, theaveragejoemedia.com. All right, y'all. Until next time, Philippians 4.13. Peace. It's a different kind of city when you live in right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of an average Joe. From the thoughts of